a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens. Alongside me today is a big co-host, John Smith. I don't know why it's taking us so long to get you in here. I'm not that big. <laughs> I'm average-sized. But uh, you're, you're a hockey guy and you're a DJ and you're in this building every day when Gary and I do the Puck Report. Every time we're like, hey, we got to get you on the show. And then it's hard to get Gary in here. Well, because, Gary's a busy cat. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's, he's officially the co-host. And then it's like, oh well, John's right there, and he's a hockey guy. We should get him in and talk about hockey. And you know what? I, I'm your uh, I'm your podcast e-bug. That's yeah, what. there you go. <laughs> That's the when we need to fill in, there's there's John Smith, the e-bug. Perfect. The, and you've all speaking of e-bug, you've also e-bugged for the Grizzlies. And ah, uh, yes, seven years running. Nice, so. nice. I just hit twenty. You've been twenty years. Twenty years. For the Grizzlies? So, and it was this year. This year when they called me in. Uh, that it marks the yeah. I've done it every year for twenty years, at least one game, and then you know, obviously a bunch with other teams too. But yeah, twenty years. That's awesome. It's crazy, huh? Wow, congrats, dude. That's that's rad. Yeah, I don't know if it's much of an accomplishment. I mean, I'm just available. But that's a, <laughs> I, have equi- it, I have equipment. But see, here's the thing. I downplay that too, right? Because I don't want people thinking that I'm like playing up this fact. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, you're playing goalie for the Grizzlies. I'm like, now hold on. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Playing is a very strong word. No. Here. I'm going to be watching the game from the bench. Yeah. But there is a very, very slight chance that I would get put in. My my favorite part of it is the practice. I I and like I've said it a million times. You know, my wife is a spin instructor and a TRX instructor, and so if I can go to, if I can practice with the Grizzlies, then I don't have to go to those things with her on my days off. So <laughs> I, I, I have an excuse. To, I, I already worked out. And it is. It's a way better... To me, it's a way better workout. Oh, man, they work it. To go play with those 18-year-olds. And, and the way Tim Brownham runs those practices, I mean, I, I've been along, you know, 45-minute practices typically to an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, now with Tim Brownham. And they're, they're not goalie-friendly. They're... I mean, you no, see a lot of it. shots. Yeah. Um, today, on the show, and on the phone and waiting patiently as we talk about... You know our own lives, uh, Nick Fleehart. Nick, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're doing outstanding, and uh, you are in Alberta. I am in Alberta, snowy, cold Alberta. What we got po- a Chinook rolling through today, so it's nice. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're not. Uh, I don't know. What, it's heading this way. So yeah, and what's the so what's the temperature? And what town are you in in Alberta? I'm actually in Calgary, oh. and uh, today it's today it's supposed to be uh, plus six, which I guess is probably forty five degrees uh, on the uh, on the Fahrenheit scale. But <laughs> we get these things that roll through called uh, Chinooks, and they just uh, they come off the the Rocky Mountains there every occasionally, and they just blow some warm air in for a, a short period of time, so it gives us a break between like the minus fifteen and gets us up to you know the positive numbers for a few days, which is a nice little break every winter. I was gonna say that's like summertime, man. Forty five degrees. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Especially. It's t shirts for sure. <laughs> nice. 
So, Nick, um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit because you've created a uh, a Facebook page that's gone completely viral, and then you and I together made a post that's gone viral, and there are some good parts to that post and some not-so-good parts to that post, that, uh, at least on our part, because like I was telling you before, we like to be a, a happy-go-lucky, we're the softer, kinder, <laughs> gentler um, <laughs> podcast when it comes to, to hockey. Like, I'm everybody's cheerleader. Like, I, I'm so excited for... Anybody that's doing well in hockey, and I don't want to ever, uh, you know, say negative things about people. But man, this post has—I would say it's—you uh, know—I I wasn't trying to call anybody out for—I uh, don't know—I wasn't trying to call anybody out. I was just saying, hey, this is an unhockey behavior, and that's that's my best way to describe it. So what happened? What's the, what's the post? So the the post is from the Oval, and Nick, I think you kind of posted it first, and then I stole it. And I, I know it came from a Utah player. And it, it just mm-hmm. it basically says, um, team managers, let's make this crystal clear to all teams. No teams will participate in the handshake line during the regular season. Players are to quickly exit the ice uh, as the Zamboni begins ice prep. Any player that does not observe this league rule will start the next game with a minor. Uh, if multiple players do not observe this league rule, penalties will be stacked on. If multiple players do not observe this league rule and they do not have enough players to start the game, they will forfeit. And any players that do not observe this league rule for a second time will get uh, eight-minute misconduct. And if they do it a third time, they get a one-game suspension and supplementary discipline from the league. This, wow. rule, this rule is not up for debate, and we will ask our players and our team leaders to observe this rule. <clears throat> All right, so, Nick, what, what, what were your thoughts when you first saw that? Well, there's a lot to digest in that thing. Uh <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I guess I'm not sure. I mean, it's always been kind of second nature to uh, uh, to shake hands with the, the guys you're playing with. It's, I mean, we're adults, and it's, it's supposed to be about sportsmanship and fun and camaraderie and all that good stuff. And so I guess my first question is, where is this coming from? Has something happened? I mean, sure, I've, I've been in a few scuffles in the handshake lines before after some heated games, but I, I don't think anything that would warrant this kind of behavior, but... There has to be something there that, that has caused this. Maybe it could also just be time as well, but it's uh, it's definitely very perplexing. Like, can you shake hands with the team off the ice? Like, after the game, just go behind the benches and say good game, or is that also frowned upon? Yeah, see, and I, I have not had a chance to dig into this at all, and I knew about it. I, I subbed in for this league last year. I don't, I don't play at this rink very often. Mm-hmm. And uh, I subbed in last year. And it actually got really heated, and I had a bunch of guys talking trash to me, and I talked trash back to them. But, man, I, I'm one of the guys, at the minute it's over, I think it's fun and funny to, you know. That's the game, exa- man. That's exactly. part of the game. So the, minute, the minute it's over, I, you know, I'm the, I, I'll, I'll tell a guy, oh, man, that was a good rip. That, like, whatever you said to me, you know, whatever. It was a good burn, or it was, you know, not a good burn, whatever. But I, I like the handshake line, and I think that that's – and I, I said this in – as I posted as myself on Nick's page, I said, hey, that's, uh, you know, this is unhockey. And one of the things that separates hockey from all the other sports is that we settle everything between the whistles. Right. And when it's over, it's over. And we shake hands at the end of it. And that's, that's what, I think that's what puts us up there. That's what, you know, hey, we shake hands, bury the hatchet, and, uh, a lot of times then you go for drinks after with the guys that you just played against, even if it's just in the parking lot, which in Utah is illegal. Nick, I don't know if you... <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, um, 
So, John, what do you th- what do you think of this? I, I'm wondering if it's more like a Zam time thing. Is like the Zam driver is he anxious to get out there on the ice? And, and that, uh, that could be a totally fair thing. And we need to reach out. You know, you got to, guys John at each other and you know palling around the ice afterwards, and he's got to get home to his family. Maybe that's what it is. All right. So, and so I, then I could, could like, go. I could go with that, except for this. We have other, tons of other leagues going in this state. True. That are more booked up than the Oval. Yeah. All the other rinks are more booked up. Because <clears throat> the Oval has their own, you know, one rink, one league, where, you know, county has multiple rinks, multiple leagues. But right. They're, and they're balancing all that stuff, and they manage to balance it out. You pay for an hour 15, you paid for an hour 15. Right? And so you, you should be able to do what you want during that hour 15. You should be able to get a handshake on, I think. And I think that's an important part of the game. I mean, you know, even going back to, you know, playing, playing peewees, man. I mean, that's, that's how you teach the kids... What's what, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you settle up, like you said, you settle up between the whistles. Even if you're, you know, if I'm playing D, if, if I'm not playing goalie, I'm usually playing defense. Uh, and, you know, you'll get, you'll get pretty physical with dudes getting back in those corners, you know yeah. what I mean? And afterwards, it's like, hey, man, good, good hit. Right. You know, solid hit. Good work. But after the game, it's over. Yeah, exactly. And it's just one of those camaraderie things. And I, I read this thing, and this is totally off. It's kind of the same thing, but uh, World War II pilots... Uh, maybe before that, when they'd shoot each other down, like if you were in a dogfight with a, a a pilot and they shot you down as you're going down, you would salute the other oh, guy that's as right. you were going. Yeah, this is World War One. Yeah, it was World War One. You're right. And so, as if you got shot down and the other guy would fly by you and you kind of like salute him, like ah, yeah, you got me. Good job. Hopefully, I survive. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Nick, did you think you'd ever have to deal with all of this kind of stuff when you started this page? Like, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've worked in adult hockey for the last six or seven years, and then uh, that, that's when I moved to, to Calgary, and then before that I was in Oklahoma, and I was kind of running my own thing. So I'm pretty well-versed in all things that kind of go on in beer league, and nothing really can just surprise me on that aspect because, uh, I mean, the, the, the league we, that I was running uh, uh, before I left for my current thing is uh, we had 187 teams, so... Lots of lots of stuff, lots of drama, and I always liken beer league almost to like a daycare. Like you just you're always taking care of the little kids yeah. and you know <laughs> trying to keep them in line, keep them going, and you know can't ever make everyone happy. So you just you just kind of deal with things as they arise. So you know there's been some pretty crazy things. Yeah, I bet. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Oklahoma City. Really? That's not what I <laughs> not a lot of, not a lot of hockey in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny, like now uh, hockey consumes my life, but it wasn't that long ago that uh, I couldn't, I, I didn't even care about hockey. Uh, I I was baseball and football, that's what I played growing up, uh, played baseball in college, and uh, then I met my wife uh, when I was 26, 27, and she, she's from Canada, and she pretty much forced me into playing the game, and then it kind of became my life. Wow. Was like, <laughs> I, I can only imagine that trash talk. That that she was getting from her friends, like, "Oh, you're dating this guy, eh? Yeah. He doesn't even play hockey. <laughs> what what's he do, eh?" Well, I'll tell you what. It, it was pretty funny because, like, our first date was ice skating, and I was like, "Hey, I didn't even play <laughs> and, and uh but then I came up like our first Christmas uh, together. I came up to Canada, and her family they just they bought me a whole set of hockey gear, and they're like, "Here you go, you're going to play hockey." And I was like, "No, no, I'm not. Oh. I have no." 
no, I have no interest in it. I went out and skated with like her little cousin at like a seven year old birthday party over this Christmas break. And it was just embarrassing. Like these kids are just flying around and I can barely stand up. And uh, it took probably a good couple years. And then, uh, actually I, I went to my first NHL game in Calgary and then I met Jerome McGinley and then it just kind of, it is the wheels started spinning. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll give this a try. And I got on the ice in Oklahoma and there's no beginner leagues or, or anything like that in Oklahoma. It was just get on the ice and try not to fall down. And I was finding people on Craigslist that I was sending out messages like, hey, have you ever even thought about playing hockey? Do you play hockey on Xbox? Come out, let's try to get this thing going. And uh, then just, you know, all the hockey players that were around the rink that it was crazy, like I couldn't stand up, but these guys were all trying to help me. And I was like, you know what, this is kind of cool. It's like a cool little club. Like if you're a hockey player, you're in like this special secret crew of people and it just kind of grew from there and uh then i started playing our first game ever was against the canadian air force oh wow bus handed to us (laughs) us, but they they invited us to the locker room for some adult soda pops afterwards and the rest is history nice i got two things (laughs) big two big things i got one canada has an air force which is kind of mm-hmm. fun. That's, I didn't know that. And two, if I date somebody from Canada, I get free hockey gear. Yeah. That's a fair trade. That's, yeah. I'm going to liken that to yeah. not being from Utah and you date a Mormon and they're going to give you a book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the same. It's, their, it's religion, right? Yeah. Basically, it is. And, you know, the hard part, though, is like, so, you know, I still have my friends from Oklahoma. I moved to Calgary and I'm. I'm always trying to get them to come play in tournaments, and they're like, no, the Canadians are way too good at hockey. We're not going to come play with them. But I have to tell them, like, there's so many more people up here playing hockey that, sure, there's really good Canadian hockey players, but there's a lot of people that started as adults just like us, and so they're more beginner, and there's way more beginners in Canada than there are in the States. So, you, you know, you should come play, and even the guys that are really good, they're usually pretty cool about, you know, distributing the puck to the guys that are more beginner. It's actually a pretty good atmosphere. Yeah, and that's it's funny. That's one of the things at, for ninety percent of the time that is another good thing about hockey is that you can go to any drop in, and you're going to see guys like it's been happening the last ten days here. All the college players are home, all the junior A players are home, and they're all going to drop in, which is that in itself is funny because usually like if a basketball player comes home and he's playing college basketball, he's like, I'm not going to go play with my friends or whatever. I'm right, but the hockey players love to get out and play. With the guys they grew up with that are playing, that they'll be playing against in the NCAA or in uh, major juniors, we have those guys, and they'll get out there, and then they'll be against guys that are just two, three years into the into the game, and they're at the same drop in, and you will see those guys, like uh, Mason Mannix, a prime example, because Mason will, he will not shoot during the uh, occasionally he'll light me up, right, but. Like, if it's a beginner goalie, he's not going to shoot on him. And he's going to go down, and he's going to make that third-year guy an all-star because he's going to keep pumping pucks to him. And and that's the thing about hockey is the better players try to make the newer players better. And instead of being the opposite, like, if I go play drop-in basketball, like, at my gym, freaking thrill, uh, Big T Bailey's there. I don't wow, know. really? And I go play basketball there, and I don't get the ball. Like, I can run up and down, which is fine, because I'm going to mess it up anyway. But it's guys like that, right? It's like NBA guys or college guys, and but it's obvious that I don't belong, and they don't give me the ball. It's not that way in hockey. I've never felt that way playing hockey. No, like, you don't. I started fairly late, I guess. Like, I started in high school. 
Yeah. Uh, and I started, you know, it was kind of like you mentioned uh, in Oklahoma City, you know, it's kind of like you felt like you were part of this little club. You know, Salt Lake mm-hmm. in the 90s was kind of that way. We had one ice arena. Uh, the Oval was still being built. Oh. Uh, Acord wasn't around yet. So you had to go up to uh, to Brighton to just, just to get any ice time. Um, and, you know, it was like, you know, everybody went. You had guys that were at different levels. You know, you had guys that had played college. You had guys that had played for Golden Eagles or played for the Grizzlies or even uh, we had one guy who played for the NHL, played for the Islanders way back in the day. Uh and and I'm out there, you know, first year guy, just learning how to skate. And these guys are treating me like I'm one of the club. And I've never felt that like in any other sport ever. Yeah, that's that's and that's the good thing about hockey. And that's and that so Nick, I mean that's that's got to be one of the things that kept you in it is because if if it was like that basketball, what would why would you come back the next day? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Especially especially when you're like. When, like when you're not when you're when you're a beginner and you're not like at that level, you know. I grew up playing sports, and so it, it was a struggle for me to get into hockey because it was something that I just wasn't good at. It didn't come natural, like swinging a baseball bat or, you know, you know, catching a, a pass. And so, yeah, if it would have been just, uh, hey, get out of here, you're not good. I mean, who knows what would have? I, I definitely wouldn't have stuck in it. I don't think. Yeah, for sure, and that's the same with me. I didn't start till high school either. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know yeah. if you knew that, but yeah, so, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I, I got I got lucky where I was, but I had never, as of ninth grade, I had never even put on hockey. I'd I'd skated with some like ice skated, but never put on equipment. First time I put on goalie equipment was my sophomore year when I tried out for Murray High. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, you guys school like I I wasn't in school at the time. Like I I was I'm younger than you, but I remember Murray would school us because I played for Taylorsville, yeah. and we get schooled by Murray. Yeah, we we had a really good program. We had a really good coach, and I mean, he invested a ton of money. Like he's the one that sent me. I started my junior year at Shattuck St. Mary's because he sent me there in the summer to go to a camp, and then Shattuck is like, "Hey, do you want to stay here and play baseball?" Because I, I was from being from Murray, we were also really good at baseball. And they're like, "You want to stay here and play baseball?" I'm like, "Can I play hockey?" And they said, "Yeah." And my Murray High hockey coach was the one that paid for me to stay there at first because I one I think he knew that I'd fell out because I wasn't that good at school at the time. And then at two, he just figured, you know, he was he supported everybody. And I think that's why that program got so good for so long. And that just goes into what we're saying about hockey, is that guys try to help other guys get good at hockey. And it, and it goes with, like, Don Korth right now, handing out equipment like crazy to get people to start hockey. We have a, we have a retired firefighter here, Nick, that you're going to have to meet when you come into town because he, he goes around and collects all the used gear. He, like, five or six times a year, he sets up these things, and uh, he collects gear. And then he goes out and distributes gear to people that need it. Like, if you want to start hockey, you want to play hockey, but you can't afford it or your parents won't pay for it or whatever, he's gonna he can scholarship your tuition and he can give you gear. And it's oh, that's that's really rad. Yeah, it's a pretty neat thing. I, I love he- I love hearing how people use hockey to to make the world better and do that stuff. And we did that stuff a lot of that stuff on my podcast. We used to run help a hockey player where we just people would buy gear, send it in, and we'd give it to a hockey player that just you know couldn't afford it. And that goes back to when I first started playing. You know, hockey's not a cheap sport. Oh. Uh, it cost a you know pretty penny to play. And whenever I was getting this team together in Oklahoma, people that had never played, you know, the gear was one thing, and then you have to pay five grand for the league fee. And a lot of people were just like, ah, I don't know. So I kind of told a couple people that I knew in Calgary, hey, this is what's going on. You know, what do you guys do up there? And the next thing I knew, they had collected all this equipment from Calgary and just sent it down and said, outfit your team, and then that way they don't have to worry about that. And 
to be honest, that, I mean, that's what got that team going that first year. And so, you know, anytime I hear about people doing that kind of stuff, I just think it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, because think about it. I mean, like you said, that, that guy, they sent you equipment. That got your whole team going. And now think of how many of those guys are still playing that probably never would have played in the first place. That's amazing. And exactly. For anybody, yeah. I, that's just so cool. And hockey's one of those things, and it's just once it gets in your blood, I, I don't – it's hard for it to get out. That's why you have so many adult leagues. You don't see that in baseball. Nope. And you know, or I don't know, I'm not trying Even to trash like softball. Like, yeah, I'm not like, trying to trash any of their sports, yeah. but man, oh, I'll trash other sports <laughs> all day. <laughs> you play hockey till you till you die, basically, or till yeah. your till your limbs give you know, out. Like, I, I even like I played competitive softball too. Like after college, like I had you know buddies that played you know slow pitch softball, and we traveled around. We went to world tournaments, and th- there's just nothing like the camaraderie of hockey or the locker room. And so, you know, I think it's, we're not trying to trash softball or basketball or, well, I can trash basketball and I can trash soccer (laughs) because I don't like them. But I mean, all those sports have their places and they're fun to play. And as long as people are getting out and, you know, hanging out with the crew and building that camaraderie, really cool. But I think hockey sits on the the upper echelon of that uh, idea. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Tell us about your uh, your Facebook page and how that took off. Like, where did the oh, idea come so from? Beer league, yeah, so the Beer League Players Association, I got, I've been doing some, uh, you know, a Beer League uh, podcast for a number of years, and I had a pretty good following, and uh, when I left my, uh, left my last job, you know, they said, hey, you know, you created that for us. So that's, that's our podcast. And so I just wanted another way to, you know, a new way to connect with, uh, with all the beer leaguers that I've been connecting with for the last five years, uh, with that other podcast. And, uh, so, you know, we started the new podcast, the, uh, the Nick and co show. And, you know, it's under our, our company's called beer league Inc, which our business is beer leaguers, uh, was the idea. And I was like, well, how can we just get other people involved? Because, you know, the, the most fun thing about doing a podcast or playing in tournaments or even playing hockey is just connecting with other like-minded individuals. And, you know, the adult hockey player, the adult athlete in air quotes, um, they're, they're not really represented anywhere. You know, even the marketing for like Bauer and CCM and all the like they either geared towards the high level player or the kids. And so just the run of the mill, you know, beer leaguers, the parents, the, the whatever, like, we don't have our little space. And I was like, I want to create a space where everybody feels like this is their group and they can come in and we can talk about hockey. We can talk about baseball. We can talk about, you just saw now we're doing like Taco Bell taco eating contest on that <laughs> yeah, group. Yeah, I did so, see that. Uh, it's just, 
it's just basically like it's the locker room extended because that's the best part about the game is the locker room. So the Beer League Players Association is just a, a group of, of like-minded individuals that want to hang out together, want to look out for each other, and want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Well, that's awesome. And that's definitely what it's turned into. I mean, it's it's growing first or growing fast. But I, So wait, you started a podcast and your other company kept it? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't really, I can't really talk about it legally. No, no been there. <laughs> I get that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I did it. But yeah, now, but I now I'm nervous. <laughs> now I gotta yeah. watch myself yeah. around here. <laughs> That's the only thing uh, I have no, in this I mean, building. <laughs> All right, so it was good. And- you've you've grown fast though. Like, when did you start this page? Uh, the first of December is when it kind of kicked off. And like I said, I mean, I had a pretty good following, you know, with the last project I was working on. And so most people were wanting to know, Hey, what's going on? What's happening next? And when they saw that popped up, a lot of people gravitated towards it. But I think a lot of the, you know, how it exploded is we did open it up to more than just hockey players. It's, Hey, yeah, we're hockey players. And a lot of the content is hockey, but we're basically, if you're an adult, athlete or even if you like to drink adult soda pops or you know be a part of a crew you're welcome here but we're going to talk about sports and a lot of other things so you're welcome if you want to be involved and that kind of just kicked it off and i think we're up we're you know closing on a seven thousand members here in, in a month which is pretty rad yeah that's when that's i just joined yeah just now oh nice well welcome i just got approved i'm good Oh, nice. Well, look for I'm, I'm slamming tacos in a couple of videos. Just so you know, you, know, you can eat one. Uh, you can eat one soft soft taco from Taco Bell in one bite. It's doable, and that's why we can't allow that in a taco eating contest because it's too easy. Well, it sounds like a choke hazard, but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just the paramedic is me speaking. I guess. You know how hard that'd be to dig, dig a taco out of somebody if they were choking. Yeah, you're gonna have to intubate you know, through a, a bean burrito there. Yeah. That's. I've done it before. Well, you know, that's the fun thing about it is, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about this hockey tournament we're going to do in, in Salt Lake City, um, and I've been running these kind of tournaments for the last six years, but this group kind of grew into, hey, we're going to do hockey tournaments, we're going to do ball tournaments, and then it started as, hey, what if we want to just hang out and party and do sports stuff but not actually do the sports? And so, <laughs> like, this taco contest, it, it actually grew from this thing that we're going to do in Columbus uh, in February, which is called the BLPA, Beer League Players Association, BLPA Blowout. And we're just going to meet. There's a really cool hockey bar called the R-Bar. It's right outside the Blue Jackets uh, arena. So we're going to meet at the R-Bar. We're going to do whatever we're going to do there. And then we're going to go to an NHL game as a group, and then we're going to come back to the R-Bar. And people are like, well, we should do a taco eating competition. And so I'm like, okay, let's do that too. So just kind of really cool stuff that people just, you know, you don't even have to be an athlete or play sports to, to get involved in these things. But I think just, you know, going out and doing cool stuff like that is, uh, is going to be a probably more fun than playing hockey, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I have, I play on a couple different teams here, a couple different men's league teams, beer league teams. And one of them, we, we, the last two years we've gone to, I don't know, Sun Valley and then I want to say Bozeman, Montana. I can't remember where the other one is. But we actually have guys on that team that just come with us and don't play. And they, they just want to come yeah. hang out. Yeah, they just want to come hang out with the guys, but they're like, I'm too old to play and I don't, you know, maybe they'll play in a game so they get, sure. get the jersey or get in the team photo. Nothing wrong with that. And then the rest of the time they're just chilling and they're like, you get off the ice and they've already gone and got all the adult so, uh, beverages. Because, you know, you get, in most of those tournaments, you get a free beverage for playing. 
Mm-hmm. And then when you, so when you get in the locker room, he's got, already got your cup, <laughs> your, red, your red solo cup sitting there, your stall. You're like, oh, that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's a, and that happens all the time. Like I, there's a funny story. Like I was doing a tournament. We were in Seattle, and there's this beer league team. They're a great group of guys named uh, the Tacoma Donkeys. And <laughs> we've uh, uh, some of the tournaments that we run are draft style. It's that's the term we're going to do in Salt Lake City. But uh, so. I'm, I go around, I visit the locker rooms of all the teams, and I go in, and there's this guy I know, and he's in the shower with, you know, a couple dudes that are playing in the tournament, and I'm like, Monson, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, why are you in the shower? You didn't even play. Like, what's going on? And he's like, dude, I'm I'm just here for the team, man. Just here <laughs> to hang shower. out and have fun, and shower is a part of the thing. So I'm like, all right. Well, it, the funny part is they had an adult beverage in one hand and a donut. And so the big thing that tournament weekend was shower donuts. Yeah. <laughs> really weird, but. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, that's going to take some management, but I'm, I'm in. Yeah. It worked for him. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about this tournament that you've got coming in Utah and uh, when and where and, and tell us how this is going to work. And have you looked into the to Utah's rules? Uh, you know what? Um, rules, uh, I like to say <laughs> rules don't matter to me. Okay. All right. Good to know. I, I, I haven't looked at the rules, uh, mainly because when you look at the rules, and they, it's better to ask for forgiveness sometimes. There you go. Okay. Um, I like that. Yep. But we'll make, sure, we'll, we'll make sure we're on the up and up no matter where we're at. Um, I know there's, there's different rules everywhere. I mean, even in Calgary, there's rinks where you can't drink. There's rinks where they say you can't drink, but you just got to pack in your stuff and pack it out. And then there's rinks where they just don't give a flying flip what you're doing. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we have these, you know, there's hockey tournaments everywhere, right? And uh, we just thought, you know, we have kind of a better way to do things. Uh, we, we have an, a vision of what we want to do in our tournaments that uh, that may not may not match uh, what other people want to do, but we have team tournaments. But one one thing that we're doing in Salt Lake City is we're calling it the DEX, the draft experience. And it's, it's just a tournament unlike any other. What You don't need a team. All you need is yourself. We meet Friday night at a local establishment, and we make teams by adult soda pop chugging contest. And then we play five games over the weekend. We supply jerseys and socks that the players get to keep, and there's always a special theme uh, for these tournaments. And uh, when I uh, got in t- touch with the uh, the Oval in uh, Salt Lake City or just outside of Salt Lake City, uh, they requested a theme, so we actually already have a theme for that, and it's going to match the Oval. And so, I mean, it's just a weekend where it doesn't really matter who wins or loses. That's not the point of these draft experience weekends. It's more a time just to come together, have a great time playing the sport that we all love, playing it together. You don't have to worry about ringers because every team's going to have a ringer, every team's going to have a beginner, and that's that's how the draft kind of makes everything more fair and even as far as gameplay goes. But the draft also lets you play with your buddies, against your buddies, and just have a weekend of fun. That sounds awesome. I love how the, the I, you mentioned the Oval has to have a theme. Like, the Oval and their themes, man. Like, light the fire well, within. No. You know, it's, oh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't even get me started. Well, this, this one is actually a really cool theme, and, like, we've done kind of themes like this before. And, like, for example, I mean, we've, we've had, like, Star Wars themes. We've had video game themes. Oh, so that's cool. It's always a cool theme, and, I mean... Listen, like I'm not. I guess I'll kind of give it away, but I won't give it fully away. But I mean, it's an Olympic venue, right? right. So 
we're going to kind of bring an Olympic feel to the theme. So obviously Team USA will be represented in, cool. in one form or fashion on these jerseys and then, you know, some other Olympic uh, countries. So it's a really cool one. You know, the jerseys are, are a really cool part of it. The party is really rad because it allows for you not only to, to meet your new teammates, but meet everyone that you're playing against. And that kind of that kind of tames the animosity that you see in some hockey tournaments because you're like, hey, I'm going into a corner uh, to get this puck, and I look over my shoulder and I see Joe, and I'm like, yeah, Joe, he's a cool guy. He's not going to come in too hard and try to hurt me. And on the flip side, Joe's like, hey, you know, I met Nick last night, and uh, he's a cool guy, so, you know, we'll just go in and be respectful of each other. And so I think that kind of lends to kind of the, the fun atmosphere of playing. And then, you know, like you said, like beginners, uh, you know, they're always afraid of kind of, playing outside of their element and their skill level, but the draft really allows them to not worry about that because they know that they have guys that are better than them that are now on their team and they're pulling for them. And I've seen so many times where these the guys in the ring around are like, okay, listen, you've never scored a goal before. Just go to the net and I'm going to try to bounce one off your stick. Yeah, and perfect. those guys are more excited when these guys score than, than when they score. So, you know, it's just a really cool, you know, ingredients that go in. But, you know, the, the main ingredient is people. And so what we look for in these tournaments is just to get cool people that – want to buy into this, hey, we're just going to, to play hockey and have some fun. The winning doesn't matter. Every team makes a championship game at the end of the tournament. So, you know, do we want to go out and be cool people? And once you get those cool people in, it just takes on kind of a life of its own. And, you know, with my the last, uh, you know, iterations of these, people are just going and they're like, hey, are you going to that next draft? Hey, are you going to that next draft? And that's kind of what we're trying to grow. But the difference in ours is we're trying to do it in kind of underserved markets like Salt Lake City. No offense to Salt Lake City, but Oh, we know what we, we are. We need more yeah. hockey. Yeah, yeah we yeah. know. And so, like, so like right now, you know, the new company is called the Tournament Company, uh, very specifically because we're going to do tournaments in every sport. Right now, we're focusing on hockey just because that's what I'm closest to. And so, you know, we'll have them in Salt Lake City. We'll have one in Oklahoma City. We have Cleveland. We have uh, Colorado Springs. We're working on um, Mammoth. So a lot of different places that are kind of not – traditional hockey cities but still have a really good hockey following and let's face it salt lake city is a pretty cool city i've been there once or twice and i've I've always left thinking i need to spend some more time to actually you know dig my teeth into it because you know the two days that i got to spend there wasn't quite enough yeah undercover this really is like and it's not undercover but a lot of people let the mystique of utah almost ruin the experience before they get here but this is an amazing place salt lake's been good to me yeah and we've got it's uh you know, we've got a lot to offer in the summer or the winter. Whenever you come, it's 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 amazing. Actually, and scratch that. Don't come. Don't move here. This place sucks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We are getting <laughs> we are getting full, but it's been unique. With uh, my daughter goes to school in New York, and she's you know she's bringing friends home, and they're asking questions, and it's amazing to me. They're like they don't think you can even drink in Utah. They're like, well, where do you drink? And I said, well, you can still go to a bar. We have an Applebee's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, it, it blows my mind that people still think that. And and But I, I think you're doing it right at the Oval because, like you said, the the Oval has a cool thing. And I, I've pumped uh, Jay Worthen's tire before on this. And I feel like maybe I should again today because maybe, maybe we haven't pumped his tire very well on our Facebook post. But... They have that rookie league there where it is just for adults that have just started hockey. That's the whole league. Mm-hmm. Is guys that have, it's like either your first year, your second year, maybe your third year, then you're out, I think. Uh, you, so you're one through three, you get to play. And those guys are going to be the ones that have probably been dying for a tournament. And they're, they're going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. 
And they've got, they've got another one where if you're a guy that, you know, maybe you've been playing for six, seven years, but you only play like once or twice, you know, every few months, and you, you don't have that skill level of playing every weekend like a lot of dropping games, you know, you can come and play with these guys as well. So Yeah, so that's a perfect place. Yeah. I think you're going to have a good mix there. And like I said, I'm definitely in. So um, how do we register for this? When's, when's registration going to be open? And what, how do we find out more about it? So registration will open on uh, the 2nd of January. We're going to open all seven of the first tournaments that we have for the first half of the year on uh, on that date, and it's going to be at tournamentcompany.com. Okay. So you can check it out. The, the Salt Lake City is uh, May 29th through 31st. Friday night's the draft party, and then we play three games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. And uh, registration, it's uh, $319. You get a jersey, socks, the five games, and a killer draft party where you get some drink tickets and then the adult soda pops to, uh, you know, as we make the teams. And, you know, I'm pretty jacked about doing Salt Lake City. I have friends that that play hockey there, and they've come to these other tournaments that I've hosted. and They've been on me for a little while to get one going in Salt Lake City. So when I started up my own thing, uh, this is one of the first ones on my mind. I, I called them and said, how do we get it done? And then they had Jay call me and Jay was like, we want this. We've heard about it. We want to do it. Let's get it done. And, uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. And we only have 84 spots for this tournament. Uh, that's six teams. And I, I, I think there's already, uh, you know, probably 20 people that have said, Hey, first, first day that it opens, I'm registering. So, you know, it's, I think it's going to be one of those ones where it sells out really quick. So if you want to play, get in on it. And, uh, I hope, I hope to see you there. Cause I think you guys will have a blast. Yeah, we're in. All right. Well, that's 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 awesome. We're excited about it. And uh, uh, is there anything else you want to say? The floor is yours. If there's anything else you want to say about Utah hockey or about your uh, uh, about beer league. Well, I don't know much about Utah hockey, but I'm stoked to learn about it in in May when we get down there. But you know, come join the beer league players association. Even if you don't play hockey, if you play another sport, I bet we can probably convert you to hockey. Uh, but just come if you want to be a part of a like like minded crew that they're just. A, about having fun and hanging out and, you know, maybe drinking a few cold ones. And then, obviously, I guess I wouldn't be a podcaster if I did a, didn't pitch my podcast. It's the Nick and Co. show, and I cover a, a lot of different topics, whether it's hockey or my male pattern baldness that I'm going through and wondering <laughs> if I should buy a Yarmir Yager wig. And so it's just a lot of fun, and uh, we're just trying to connect the, the world through sport. That, that's the main goal. And uh, hopefully you guys will come join us uh, and play some puck with us. That sounds awesome. Dropping a Yager reference, too, man. Greatest <laughs> mullet in hockey history. That's great. I think helmets should just come with that flow. Absolutely. You know, that Yofa, Yofa should release a helmet that has a Yager mullet, the Yager flow attached to it. And it's got to be like Yager well, 1996. Yeah. Like it's. Oh, it just has to be vintage for yeah. sure. I mean, Playoff for me, like, I am optional. going bald and. I am going bald, and I ask the people, like, should I shave it off or should I just buy a wig? And everyone says, hey, we'll chip in and buy you a real hair uh, Yager mullet. And I'm like, well, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Crowdfund a mullet. So, I love it. Yep, for sure. Well, Nick, thanks so much so, for being on the show. We're excited about the tournament. We're excited about what's going on. It's it's a lot of entertainment just to watch uh, all the comments that go on, on on the page. And like you said, it, I've seen I've learned a lot about softball just listening. Like I saw the conversation about which bat to use, and which I never. I guess that makes sense since there's a thousand different hockey sticks. You want to be you know specific and tailor yours and. Even guys like us that spend two hundred bucks on a stick, or mm-hmm. I went to the <laughs> stick that I use just went from when I first started using it. it was, I could get it for a hundred bucks, and I jumped on to order two more, 
and they are now three hundred dollars. Are you using Warrior sticks? Yeah, yeah. So like, I just switched over to Bauer for that reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I can't afford the Warrior sticks. Anymore. I can't afford any sticks anymore, especially every time I get pulled up to. Every time I e-bug, I break a stick. Right. And sometimes the Grizzlies give me another stick, and sometimes they don't. But that's expensive now. <laughs> so anyway, Nick, that's, that's, that's we're uh, we're gonna post. On our uh, Facebook page and on on the Utah Puck Report, we'll have links to this when it when it opens up, and uh, we're gonna pump it, and uh, we all we're we're gonna be a part of it. John, are you gonna jump in net for this? Yeah, for sure, man. Okay, I'm in too. Come in, right. perfect. All right, all right, guys. We'll th- thank you very much. We'll catch chat soon. All right, that was the Utah Puck Report. Thank you so much for listening. The Utah Puck Report is a KSLSports.com podcast, and uh, if you haven't subscribed yet then you can all you got to do is text the word puck to 57500 and you can also catch us online too at kslsports.com and right there at the arrow website 1035thearrow.com that's awesome and uh, we want to thank josh tilton our producer he's the one that keeps us in line keeps the things rolling and he doesn't roll tape as you would say he does not but uh, he does he does produce the show in all the digital ways so once again thank you so much for listening to the utah puck report